So here's an update to the podcast. It's been a few days and it's been a tough time with the election finishing up and all the stuff going on in the Capitol. I've written a couple of blog posts about it, but I also wrote, and I'm really going to say this is my last one and, and it's not, it's certainly not partisan politics. It is political because I think if we don't do something, then we have to struggle under the leadership or the, the leaders that do something. So I want to start by saying this is a response to a friend of mine. He said he's angry and he's not the only one. I suspect we're angry for different reasons, but I also suspect that it might just be the same root cause. I'll admit, I wasn't angry at first. I was sad and more than a little fearful about what happened on January 6th. Fearful that things could get out of hand in a hurry, that it would get violent like it was last summer. Large groups of people don't think clearly. For as long as I can remember, there's been this joke. How do you tell if a politician is lying? Well, the answer is his lips are moving. But it's not funny any longer. Both sides lied during this most recent campaign. And the list is too long to put in this podcast, and I don't want to start down that path. But I'm going to give you one example that I witnessed that Honestly, I think it may be one of the worst things that happened during the last four years. And it's called the Charlottesville fine people lie. Now, if you read the transcript, and I'll put a link in it in the podcast notes, you read that transcript from his interview, and you know who I'm talking about. You'll hear him clearly denounce white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and the violence while at the same time saying there were good people there. He clearly was not referring to the same people, but the press and others kept saying it was him calling the extreme groups fine people. It wasn't. The lie probably did more to divide us as a people than anything else the press did. It fomented fear and distrust more than any other lie that I can find. This lie is still in the news today. Joe Biden even invoked it during his acceptance speech for the Democratic nomination. That made me angry. One aside, I shared two great videos, and I'll put the link in there um, in the show notes, about the people involved in Charlottesville and some changes that came simply as a result of them being listened to. Um, It's a couple of videos that I linked back to in a previous blog post. Now, the Republicans did it too. They lied about their opponents. They lied about lots of things in the election. That made me angry too. I'm not going to keep this list going because that's not the purpose of this, but If you wanted to share some examples of other lies, feel free in the comments.
but you do have to include some unbiased evidence with it. I just want to hear the truth for once from both sides. Using video clips, taking things out of context, just to make a point, prevents them from really making a difference. It works to divide us, and that will be the death of us. The truth matters. Clarence Darrow once said, chase after the truth like all hell and you'll free yourself, even though you never touch its coattails. And from the movie Inglorious Bastards, I love rumors. Facts can be so misleading. This was from the Nazi SS character Colonel Hans Landa that we all learned to hate early in the movie. And from Scott Adams, forgive the language a little bit. Turn the volume down if, if you've got little ones in the car with you. Scott says, you'll get farther in life by learning to spot bullshit than you will by learning to spot opportunity. I think that's true. I recently wrote about Andy Andrews' book. The title is, How Do You Kill 11 Million People? And it lays out the case for lies and what can happen because of them. If you haven't read the book, and, and I'm going to warn you, there's a spoiler alert here in the next 10 seconds. The question of, how do you kill 11 million people? You lie to them. The lies we get are a result of the system we have. Power is everything. And those in power will do whatever they have to so they can stay in power. But there is a way to change that. Keep listening. I'll share something with you in a minute. As I chase after the truth, however, <clears throat> I've decided that outlets like Fox News and CNN and such are more about selling ads and stating an opinion and spinning for an advantage for profit rather than telling the truth. So I've turned them off. Facebook is an echo chamber that reinforces what you already believe and stifles listening so much it's not valuable for anything other than finding memes that will make my friends laugh. Twitter and Facebook are both filtering what we see as are Google and Amazon. Free speech and the search for truth is being stifled every day. So what do you do in chasing the truth? Web searches are a good place to start, but don't use Google. Try DuckDuckGo.com. One benefit beyond the lack of filtering is there's no ads to follow you around from your searches. You can learn more at that at spreadprivacy.com. And again, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes so you can find them. News sources outside the United States might be helpful. Places like the BBC or something called Tortoise Media. Tortoise focuses on stories that have a longer shelf life, allows for deeper research, and that might be the future of news. It does cost to be a member, but that means the ads are gone, and that might be a good thing. If the products you're using are free, then you are the product, or at least your attention is. 
I've also looked at something called Axios.com as a source for news in the U.S. Fewer ads that are clearly defined so you're not chasing clickbait. They also state all employees are asked to refrain from taking or advocating for public positions on political topics. I'll say I don't agree with everything I read there, but that's probably a good thing. So learning the truth is possible if you want it. The sources are out there. But how about the folks that will continue to lie to stay in power? What can we do about them? I certainly don't endorse an armed conflict to resolve the situation. Is there another way? I can't bring you a problem without proposing a solution. Doing that's just whining. The good news is we have a path. I get lots of agreement that we need term limits for all elected members of the government. It was not supposed to be a career. Those who are supposed to represent us will not go willingly, but we have a path. It's called a constitutional convention and it allows for amending the constitution without Congress. It takes 34 states to call one and there are 25 that have signed on and there are plans to get 11 more on board for a balanced budget convention. But there is another in the works that I like better because of their mission. It's called the Convention of States that is a national effort to call a convention under Article 5 of the United States Constitution restricted to proposing amendments that will impose fiscal restraint on the federal government, limit its power and jurisdiction, and impose term limits on its officials and members of Congress. This one has 12 states signed on since it was formed in 2014. It's better funded than the balanced budget version, and it has 3 million volunteers. Well, 3 million and one, because I'm going to be doing some more on this. So what do we do from here? I propose finding sources that will tell us the truth, rewarding them for their work, and spend time listening to each other to discover our agreements not just our differences. Turn off the commercialized media and we'll be a happier people. I propose getting involved in calling a constitutional convention like the Convention of States that proposes to impose term limits. Finally, I propose we take care of each other to give more than you take. That's the path I'm on. And we can do all these things. Are you in? Thanks for listening.